Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Jake, thank you, buddy, for filling in for Paul. Welcome. Excited to be Welcome here. To Thanks for Brains. having me. How many times have you been on with us at this point? My dog is snoring. Can you hear that? No. No. Piper, be quiet. Hopefully my wife doesn't get mad at me for saying my dog's name on the air, raising my hand. Oops. <laughs> Do you have another How dog? How many times have you been here? on with us? Uh, twice. Uh, this is number three. Cool. Feels like more. Feels like more when you're having fun. I feel like you and I have been on way too many pods together, like all over the place. (laughs) I was going to say, usually we are guest hosting on other pods together, so that could be. But here, Mm. usually because Paul's not available, it's usually you, me, and uh, Dan. Yeah. I think I've only done maybe one Paul episode. Yes, because then Paul uh, started following me on Twitter after years of not. You done? Are we good? We good? I, I was actually now I'm actually impressed by the amount of history that you do recall. But at the same time, I must admit, you could just be making that up. And I have no idea whether whether you are or not. So because I have a really bad memory. Let's talk about though. Do we want to talk about the Suns? Do we want to talk about the Suns? I feel like you guys are just looking at me blankly. I'm looking at you looking at me blankly, and I'm hearing my dog snoring in my other ear. And I don't know what's going on with my other ear. Why did I said other ear? Because I'm looking at you, not hearing you. Because you're only looking at me. Say something. Jesus, you guys. Well, if you would stop fucking talking. I know. But, it's hard. Uh, yeah, man. The Suns are... I just, it just needed to be a yes or no because I'm they? going somewhere with this. You can just say yes or no. Should we talk about the Suns? Yes. Yes. I like that idea. I was going to say wanna, something. I want to start off somewhere though, a little heartwarming, Daniel. Can we can we can we give Dave King a round of applause for yet another successful Brightside night? Yes, yes, yes. Congratulations, Dave King! Another fantastic Brightside night. And on that Brightside night, the Suns did beat the Toronto Raptors. That's good. Do you right? do you guys know yes. happen to know what our record is on Brightside Night? I would be curious about that. I saw you tweeted that and asked, and I actually brought that up to Dave before, and I told him I thought we lost a lot on Brightside Night, <laughs> but then gonna, he said I mean, that he thought we won a lot, so I went with that. I, but I don't know. I didn't take the time to look it up. I feel during like the decade of despair. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I was, I will say this: I was a little disappointed when. Um, I think the uh, so were you guys at the game in the arena? I was okay. Um, I was watching uh, the broadcast, and uh, after I finally figured out that Bill Walton was not going to um, that I could actually switch off of Bill Walton's uh, version of the game, which I like Bill, but man, that was rough. Um, 
Darius, Darius Saric is a cerebral player who plays the game so well. He knows how to pass, shoot. He plays the fundamentals correctly. Darius Saric is one of my favorite players of all time. Like Bill Walton Which would take like that. that. No, no exactly. But like he, he takes like the most obscure player. Let me tell you something about Saban Lee and the credibility, the integral fundamentals, the nostalgia and the appetite that this guy has for excellent play. And it's like, I don't know what any of that means uh, in actual basketball terms. And then his like his, his play-by-play guy, was getting his head ripped off by Bill. Like I, I Bill was like talking to his like play-by-play guy, like he talks to his own son. Which, if you ever remember when Bill Walton used to call games and like Luke Walton would be playing on the Lakers or something, he'd be like, "Sasha Vujacic is one of the greatest shooters we've ever seen for the LA Lakers." And then like Luke Walton would have like a slam dunk. He'd be like, "And Luke with a jam." <laughs> better, better, better get a higher <laughs> jump on that one next time, son. Like so, yeah. He he was it was it was an awkward deal. But so I finally switched off to that. And during halftime, the hip hop artist said, hey, welcome, everyone, uh, to International Night. And I was like, no, sir, it is Brightside Night. This is Dave King's baby. Uh, it is the bright side night and, uh, nothing against you. You're more than welcome to play here, sir. But, <laughs> uh, please get it correct. So I'm I didn't know. So, it was I'm multiple so night. lost right now. Oh, so the the <laughs> halftime performer claimed it was International Night. I did not know that uh, it was International Night and Brightside Night. What about all the bullshit before that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill Walton is not the person what you the want calling your games. <laughs> did you guys happen to hear on Twitter that Steve Nash was rumored to be? At the headquarters of Matt Ishbia's, what is the name of his mortgage? United. His mortgage company? UWM, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember what the acronym stands for. But at any rate, Steve Nash was there reportedly yesterday. Did you hear about this, Jake? I did not. Somebody does not pay enough attention to Twitter. Daniel, did you hear about this? Uh, I didn't hear about it on Twitter, but I heard uh, from a source. It would really ruin Dan's credibility if he said he heard it on Twitter for somebody that almost every podcast I've been a part of, Dan goes, fucking hate Twitter, man. (laughs) I can't stand it. it. I'm not on it. I'm finally back, but I don't really use it. Heard it on Twitter. (laughs) Dan, let me ask you then. No, Jake, now that you just randomly heard this for the first time, mutter out of my mouth, what does that mean to you? What do you think about it? Where does your head go? Why do you think they, those two would meet? Do you think they're just talking about an unrelated business venture? Do you think perhaps Steve Nash is like, I need a mortgage on my new house. Can I just go to Matt Ishbia's main office, uh, you know, in Michigan, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and just go meet with him and do it? Also, I don't know for sure that they met. I, I guess that's supposition. But again, uh, what, what, yeah. what do you take away from it? I, he could be demanding that Amari Stoudemire and Sean Marion be able to join him in the ring of honor as one of the first things the owner would do to endear himself to the fans. Uh, but in actuality, I don't know, uh, maybe, uh, you know, a, assistant role in the front office. Uh, and uh, just I mean, <laughs> like, he's, uh, like getting coffee and stuff for people. Like I think so. You know, what, what was he with the Golden State Warriors, like a shooting consultant for a little while? Let's start. Steve back at where we know he can be effective training jump shots. What if Steve Nash 
could give, what if anybody could give Josh Akogi a consistent three? How sick would that be? No, is that just, why are you looking at me like that, Dan? You don't think that'd be amazing? I mean, <clears throat> that's not going to happen in like a week or two. Dude. Like, no. Jesus Christ. Did I say what if, I mean, okay, look, if I could rub a, a, like a lamp and have a genie come out and get, get a wish, that wouldn't be one of my wishes. I was going to say, dude. What would your wish, what would your first wish be? I don't know. More wishes. You really don't know? For a championship. Okay. Oh, is this strictly a basketball genie? No, I don't think so. But I mean, okay. it can be. More, more wishes. Obviously. That's <laughs> yeah. the only right answer. Your first <laughs> wish is for a million more wishes. Eh, I don't know if I'd put that. a limit on it. Yeah, I, I kinda, but isn't that against No, the but rules? you can't just have... You, no, you, you need to have a limit on it. You can't just have like infinite more wishes. I feel like... Uh, phenomenal cosmic power in an itty-bitty living space. <laughs> what? What? What does that mean? The fuck is, is that? that? Like, it sounds like, hold on, can I just tell you what I think that sounds like? Who, invited, who the fuck invited Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> on our podcast? Dude? I'm, I'm curious just what you thought that was. Now. No, I'm not going to say it. You don't no, deserve no, to know. No, no, it's okay. Um, That's what, that so one's for the ladies. What, no. Let's get back, back on track here, gentlemen. Jake. So what... What do you think? You're, you're thinking maybe some sort of shooting role, shoot, <laughs> shooting instructor. What What do you think? Well, I, I mean, at this point in the season, I don't think he's looking to join Monty Williams, uh, you know, on the back bench uh, as a, you know, you assistant coach. That. Thank so, you for I mean, saying that. Yeah, and I, I like Steve. And I, I think he was ready to be a, a you know, head coach to um, three very large ego players. Probably not. But um you know, so I don't put all the Nets troubles on him, but, uh, you know, could he play a role in this franchise? I, I don't see why not. I mean, he, he's, correct me if I'm wrong, he still has a tremendous reputation in the Valley. Yeah, I, I, I think Steve Nash has a tremendous reputation in pretty much all communities he's touched in the basketball mm-hmm. world, everywhere, right? I mean, you've got people, exactly. You got Charles Barkley, Steve Nash, Josh Jackson kind of all floating in that same ecosystem. Some are more popular than others, but, you know, they all had a role. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Sure, I got you. Um, yeah, one's a, one's a vegetable. The other's a fruit. <laughs> it's oddly specific. You know, we start, we start having a serious conversation. We start talking <laughs> about fruits and vegetables instead. Um, I'm happy you said, though, that it's not going to be. I feel like people that at least I've been hearing that have been talking about this immediately look at it and think, oh, he wants to talk to him about co no, why would why would why would a brand new owner want to walk in and have a predetermined brand new coach he wants? This is the most asinine thing I've ever heard. I think the more logical thing is perhaps. Steve Nash is maybe even getting himself involved in a bit of ownership, maybe a little minor, small, that, small piece. Exactly. That would be, that would, that'd be my guess. You remember um, uh, when Steve Kerr was, before he was general manager, he was my, like a very small minority owner of uh, the Phoenix Suns, wasn't he? I don't know about Kerr. I don't know about that. I thought he was. Nash, oh. Nash the, he still owns a soccer team with, Sarver, doesn't he? Doesn't Nash and Sarver own a soccer team together? I'm quite yeah, sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty Bobby. sure. 
but um I, I i'm thinking some sort of possibly that and i'm thinking definitely some to- some sort of advisor role okay definitely is maybe a little strong but you know what i mean that makes a lot of sense to me because to the point that you kind of raised, Jake, to ingratiate yourself, uh, you know, with the community. Let's think about this, actually. I was talking to my buddy Phil about this today. The Suns have been around since what year? Somebody told 1968. Me. Yes, sir. 1968. How many times have the Phoenix Suns been known by somebody who isn't like a quote-unquote local? And I get Jerry Colangelo wasn't a local, but look, he's the godfather of Phoenix, right? Call a man a local at this point. Never. I mean, Jerry, Jerry Colangelo started, started the team here, right? And then what? It was sold to Robert Sarver, who's a U of A guy, at least. Okay, maybe local <laughs> being a little... I was going to say, I, I feel like home, he's San Diego, isn't he? A guy who has specific ties here to the Valley, to Arizona, uh, right? You have Ishtia gotcha. coming in, who has zero ties to the Valley. Uh, and, and to the point you raised, Jake, ingratiate yourself as a and maybe I'm looking at it a little too too much, but ingratiate yourself as a quote unquote outsider mm-hmm. by bringing in somebody who has a special place in, in in the franchise's history, and and maybe those those bridges with the likes of Amari and the likes of Sean Marion get mended at some point, but I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen uh, as 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 quickly because that's going to be a two way street as well, isn't that right, Sean? I love the Dallas Mavericks more than anything in the universe. Man. Yeah. That's why I Let's made not the forget face that. Said that. Let's not That's why I made the face. That's why I made the yeah. face, Jake. Well deserved. So Saban Lee, are we sad that he's not going to be uh, staying with the team? Saban Lee. No, dude, look, he came in, he sort of his role. Um, I mean, it is what it is, right? At this point, you, you get two 10 days and that's it. They want to resign. He has to be signed to a regular contract for the rest of the season, unless I'm mistaken. Well, I think you could do a two-way contract, couldn't you? Yeah, they already have two two guys on a two-way. Yeah, get rid of that Dwayne Washington Jr. guy that wasn't playing anymore for Saban yeah, Lee. Except that's an excellent point to raise, except you can no longer sign guys to a two-way contract. The last day to do that is January 15th. Ooh. Ooh. Actually, you know who brought it up today was uh, Gavin, Aussie Suns fans pod on Twitter and their podcast. Uh, he, he raised the question as to whether after Saban Lee finished with the second 10 day, <clears throat> if the Suns could waive one of their two ways and then sign him to that two way. So mm-hmm. in theory, it looks like that could happen because technically it could in theory, like literally cannot now, but in theory mm-hmm. could have because the first day you can sign a guy to a 10 day contract is January 5th. The last day you can sign a guy to a two way is January 15th. Oh, so you'd so have to make a very quick evaluation on you have an expert. Yeah. If you sign, if you have a guy ready to go sign on a 10 day, I have no idea <laughs> if or why that would ever happen, but mm-hmm. ultimately you know, it was one of those things that was never an opportunity for that to ever be with Saban Lee. Holy crap, that lot, that, that rhymed, right? Yeah, yeah. You guys got that right there? There was never an opportunity for that to ever be with Saban Lee. Seriously? Nobody picked up on that baby? Cool. There it is. Nobody yeah. gets me. <laughs> Nobody gets me. That's neat, bro. Okay, anyway. 
um, Saban Lee signed that to, his, too. to his first day contract on January 11th. So never in the cards. He will be remembered in the coming empire. Yeah. He'll get a ring. Sure. Now ball. it'll be interesting to see if, I mean, when do we have any idea time timeline on campaign? Has anybody, have we heard any updates? He, I didn't asking, even see him at the uh, game. Was he there? There was an update. Um, I believe this morning he has been in a walking boot and was going to get reevaluated. I know Flex said on our podcast that he was going to be out a little longer than, you know, like book and, you know, everybody coming back. So I, I think he's still a ways away. Okay. Yeah, last I'd heard was reevaluated. Yeah. End of the month. Um, when I raise that, because then the question becomes, are we going to be looking for another body to bring in another 10-day? Because we still have have a need, right? Or maybe maybe does Dwayne Washington Jr. slide back in there and start? Because here's the thing is, is what's the difference between a guy like Saban Lee, a guy like Dwayne Washington Jr., really? Well, I, th- I thought Saban did a better job of <clears throat> facilitating the offense. Exactly. At, uh, and Dwayne's a little bit more... Oh. Of a shooter, exactly, exactly. So, does the team size too? Saban does. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, so, does the team go out looking for another guy who's more of a distributing point guard? Are there any of those out there? I mean, shoot. <laughs> Think back to the the days when it was about evaluating draft classes for for us Suns fans. Now it's like, <sighs> is there anybody who can sign on a ten day out there to? platoon this time while we wait for you know campaign to come back um and of course there could be much other bigger moves coming here in the not too distant future which i'm sure we'll get into here in a little bit but any other thoughts on Saban lee or questions on him there jake because i i feel like you you you, you raised him right not like i did and i feel not, like we've not we've as your own about him uh <laughs> Brought him up more than he ever needed or deserved. But, you know, like I said, uh, when we win the title this year, we'll appreciate that uh, Saban Lee was with us for 20 days. <clears throat> you know, what we'll ring. Also appreciate is, is, is the, the time that these guys got these guys like Mikhail, these guys like even jock and busy got while we were struggling and the uncomfortable positions they got put in, right? That's yeah. going to prepare us for the finals. I'll tell you that much. Like I, my level, Mikel's doing right now, man. And I mean, we've talked about Mikel before, right? Like we always say he's gotten a free pass <laughs> when he struggles. It seems like you know people don't really hold him accountable so to to that level um, as like DA. But man, like this dude, this month, this last especially this last five, six game stretch, he's been unbelievable, man. Like, you know, you know, minus not knocking down one, three and one more three in that Dallas game. And I would have really appreciated that. And not getting one more rebound last night, but you know, that's cool, (laughs) Mikhail. But I, I, I love it, man. He's, uh, he's seizing the moment. So hopefully, you know, that helps out down the line in the playoffs and stuff like that. Cause I didn't honestly didn't see that coming, especially, you know, that first stretch of that book was kind of rough um, for him. Well, for the whole team, right. The what was a month of uh, December when they were like five and 20 something. So. Yeah. The month of December was, 
not not fun for for anybody associated with the Suns. I mean, book because book was out right, then came back for that little short stint, then went back out on Christmas Day. Now, now, Mikhail, dude, you're right. So, month of January, what did he do? And and remember, he didn't play well the entire month. Like you said, it's really been what the past 10, 11 games Weeks. that he's come on strong, like super strong, right? But at the beginning of the month, while the whole team was struggling, he he was he was going through it a touch as well. But even with that, at the end of the month, he ends up averaging 19.3 points a game over the month, four rebounds, 4.9 assists a game for the month of January. And this is 15 games. Um, 46 and a half uh, field goal percentage overall, 40.3% from three and 89.5 from the free throw line. Uh, the, the big thing, I think, like you said, Jake, that jumps out, right? The assists. Mm-hmm. And I, I went back and I looked through McHale's splits over the past few years, or at least the past couple of years to back to when he was first kind of started becoming a consistent starter, right? And the most he's ever uh, averaged in a month, you guys want to take a guess? Two and a half. 1.9. Man, you guys are fucking dicks. 2.9. I said 2.9. I thought you said 1.9. No, I said 2.9. I take it back. You're I'm, not just kidding. Kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, kidding. I thought you said 1.9. <laughs> I, I said 1.9. Untake it back. You are a dick. Okay, so. Oh, my, being, we're recording this. Even though, even though Mikhail isn't nearly as selfish as you two would like to make him out to be, there's still quite the significant jump there, right? And dude, the, the and the we can let's talk about him all night, dude. The 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 looks, the vision, and can we say that he 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 can throw an entry pass that I have confidence in? Yeah, that nobody else can on the team apparently. Dude, right? I mean. Now, God gets caught. That's a whole different question. But when yeah. he puts it where it needs to be. And you know what? Him and, him and DA, I feel like, are developing a nice little two-man game, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, that was on. Uh, you know, a, across the board. Um, so, yeah, dude, Mikhail, Mikhail's been nails. He's been huge for the team here this month. And uh, <laughs> what was it? A few weeks ago, right? He was garbage. God, you know, let's talk about Suns fans and how much I love them. And, and, and here's why. Because the wild fucking extremes that everyone goes through, right? <laughs> like, it's literally one day, let's burn it all to the ground, fire James Jones, fire Monty Williams. God, the only person, God, and I swear to God, if anybody ever says a goddamn word about him, I will find you. Devin Booker is the only one that doesn't get any, any flack, and he should never, okay? Well, you know. But... Fire Matumbo. The way, the way, the way it goes from hot to cold. Don't ever change that because I, I feel like that just reflects how much passion our fan base has. Right? It's like, dude, it's like it's like an irrational relationship. Why can't I stop loving you so goddamn much? That's what it's like, right? <laughs> oh God, are, are we the psycho girlfriend in this relationship? We are. Oh no, the son's <clears throat> definitely the psycho girlfriend in this relationship. See, I, I thought the sons are just the the oh, wait, guy no. who won't we get his life together. Yeah, right. we can fix him. Um, no, actually, so uh, um, Eddie Johnson and Justin Termini on uh, NBA Radio's uh, program today, they were talking about 
the most negative fan bases. And I was excited to hear that the Suns were not mentioned in the top five. And I forget exactly how they measured it. It was something like a Twitter study or something. <clears throat> but uh, uh, they had, uh, I think, uh, well, you know, like somebody released a report. And it was like, put out the, the, the you know. study this week. About the- <laughs> <Yeah>. Elon <laughs> Musk just put it out. Yeah. NBA fans. Hold on, I'm going to look this He's up. He's also bringing back bookmarking. Um, no, but uh, it was something along the lines that like the Heat, the Knicks, uh, the Warriors, and forget the other two. Maybe uh, Chicago, I think, was sixth. But it, it was, yeah. Um, and they talked a little bit about it, and, and they said it, it's kind of absurd to think that the Warriors fans would be – and it might have been, like, negative about their own team, or I forget the exact way they fr- phrased it, because uh, Eddie talked about how the Heat are, get negative when you talk trash about the team, and then they get negative. Um, but that some of the Warriors fans get frustrated if they think some of their players are taking days off. And, of course, Termini and – Johnson could not figure that out. They're like, how many titles do you want these guys to give you before you're like, you know what? Uh, if you need to like rest for one play, you're good. Uh, and he's like, which, you know, they don't really take time off. But I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised the Suns didn't make the, the, the list. So which it's which NBA fans are the most stressed watching their team? Oh, see, and I thought that would have been us. Miami Heat, New York Knicks. Warriors, Sixers, Wizards, Bulls, Hawks, Nets, Nuggets, Wolves. Now, I'm calling bullshit on that. Let's also take into account at the Wizards. Here's how. Here's how. Here's how it was determined. That was the the Twitter Twitter study. Twitter study. (laughs) Analyzing seventy-five thousand tweets for negative sentiment. Replay poker ranked the top ten NBA teams. I don't know what that last part means. Is replay poker like is that it's used as a proper term like capital R, capital P? So, Fanning the Flames is sponsored by repeat poker. Replay poker, yeah, right. Dan, do we are we are we unofficially sponsored by them? No, we're not. So, it's not replay poker. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not stressed when I watch the Suns though. Well, I I just don't understand how Wizards fans could be stressed. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. I, need, I feel like Dan has something to say here. You want me to ask the question again? Are you guys stressed when we watch the Suns? Fuck yeah, dude. Right? For like multitude of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> like every game? Every game. Every Especially game. Especially a game. Oh, dude, lately? Fuck yeah. It's like, fuck, man. If if they blow this lead and they lose, I I'm not gonna be able to like scroll Twitter for like two three days. Like I'm just not gonna that be able to do it. Freeing to me. And I'm just like fuck, dude. Or, or like you know, this guy had a bad game, so now like what the fuck's Twitter gonna be? Like just stupid shit, right? Or it's just like, damn it, like you know the Mavericks won tonight, so. We got to win two, and we're blowing a fucking lead to the Spurs. Stressful, man. But you don't have to let it stress you out. Those thoughts don't all need to come into your Listen, man. Mind. Listen, 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 listen. You're not, <laughs> you're not my therapist. <laughs> where, I just don't understand where this is I don't need to from. be. I'm just trying to be your friend. <laughs> what? That was a great comeback. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
Anyway, yeah, thanks a- for bringing up this topic, Jake. Who let this guy on? <laughs> Somebody tell me. <laughs> Somebody Are we a stressed fan base? Yeah, I guess so. So we talked about Mikhail, right? So is this like real or is this a flash from him? Is he just on a hot stretch here? Or are we going to see this type of consistent performance out of Mikhail more often than not moving forward? Let me ask Jake first. <clears throat> well, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be challenging when Booker comes back to, to get him enough shots. And so I, I do worry a little bit that Booker comes back and Bridges goes, okay, now I can take a deep breath because um, he's been playing, you know, almost 40 minutes a game uh, nonstop, you know, and, and Booker's been out and Paul's been out and, you know, Aiton missed a little bit of time. So it's like we all were relying on Bridges to desperately try and keep us afloat. And, um, and now he seems to be really excelling at it. <clears throat> Uh, and uh, now that some of the help has returned too. So can he maintain that? Um, and potentially with Booker coming back, will that maybe it might reduce his shots a little bit, but maybe then he can return to a little bit more of that shutdown defense that has been a little bit missing this year. Um, again, I think it's, I think he's starting to return to it a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's, hopefully here to stay. I mean, it's, it's, that's obviously what we all want, but um, it's really going to be how he reacts to Booker on the floor. Will he be um, uh, reliant or, um, you know, passive on his own uh, playmaking abilities, or will he get really aggressive? Cause all of a sudden some of those top defenders are not going to be on him anymore. And he's going to really be able to take it to the, to the rim or, and take a good shot or drop it into DA again. Yeah. Daniel, what do you think? I mean, I think this just allows more uh, flexibility, I guess you could say, um, on any night. Because, you know, you know, Book will have his occasional off night, right? So right. having Mikhail, you know, with this experience, I guess you could say, or, you know, this, this stretch of games, you know he could do it. You, you don't need him to do it all the time. Like right now they do because they're short. But if you can come in, you know, Devin Booker's not, you know, playing as well as he should or Chris Paul's out or they're both out or whatever the case may be, you know that Mikel can do it. And, and right. I think that's what that that's this time frame here, this uh, stretch of games has given them that confidence, too, because, I mean, uh, let's be real. We talked about it at the be- that beginning stretch. You know, when Book initially went out, it you know it wasn't so hot, right? When they were losing games, they were a nice little losing streak there. Six, oh. six in a row, seven in a row. Ooh, podcast of optimism wasn't oh, so hot. Jeez, understatement of the century. It was a fucking hot pile of garbage. That's coming from me. Yeah, it's like I, the I was, worst thing I ever said about this team. It's like melted ice cream. Isn't that just milk and cream? With chunks of stuff in it. Ice cream soup. I feel like that's still kind of delicious. What's so bad about that? Yeah. What the fuck yeah. is going on? <laughs> You're the one that brought it up, bro. Not us. Well, think about it this way, though. I do think, uh, imagine what the playoffs would have been like think if we about had. It any other way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to desperately write this shit back up, too. Um, but think of. Uh, Think of how this play this team would have been in the playoffs last year if we had 
this McHale and this Cam Johnson, uh, <clears throat> you know, and uh, against, I mean, uh, playing against the Mavericks because and no we COVID. know it's exactly going to happen as soon as we get to the playoffs again. If somebody is going to take their top defender uh, and full court press Chris Paul the entire way up the floor. And uh, so we turned to point Booker a little bit. Uh, and we were turning to like point Jay Crowder and a little bit of point bridges. I would feel so much better with this bridges, this Booker, and even this Cam Johnson, because I felt like during the playoffs last year, if it wasn't Paul or Booker bringing it up, you had bridges and Johnson just saying, my job is to wait on the wings until they bring it up and prepare to just space the floor. Um, and so I feel better that Bridges is taking a bit more of a lead dog role. I think that's going to help. And, and you know, the development of Cam Johnson is still a bit erratic. But, I mean, when he came back uh, what, a few games ago, it looked good. Yeah, I mean, he had – what was it the – what game was it where he had – it went like – was it six for seven from three? That was, that was the Dallas game. Was that the Dallas game? Yes. I believe you. I believe you. Yeah, no, he's he's been he's been hit or miss since he's been back. But I, I mean, I think you, you can kind of expect that to a certain degree, especially for a guy getting back into playing shape and a guy who's a shooter getting back into playing shape. Right? It's it's uh, you know he's he's kind of either stroking it or he's not. Last night was a rough, rough, rough game for him. I think it was one for six from three. But that's the kind of guy who, you know, tomorrow night could be very capable of popping off and doing another six or seven type night. So mm-hmm. ultimately, yeah, you seeing, look, man, just seeing Cam back out on the court. And last last game, I didn't hold my breath every time he went to the floor. So I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable with him being out there as well. Oh, um, yeah. Because I, I, I still hold my breath every time I see him go to the floor. I think we've also established that I don't stress out nearly as much as you do during these games. This is, this is very true. Because you feel know like what? You're, I feel Whatever's like you're taking happen, a shot at me. Though. Feel, what are you feel like? I feel like you're taking a shot at me. I don't know if I like that. No. Everybody handles things differently, Daniel. Doesn't make one way right or the other way wrong. <laughs> well, I, not I taking a shot at you at all. Like I said, I'm different, just kidding, buddy. different strokes for different folks. Is that the saying? Yeah. Who I was, came uh, up with that? I feel like they shouldn't have. It could have come up with something different. Yes, for that exact reason, Jake. Thank you. Again, this is why we're not a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so I, I was I was kinda trying to stall, which is why I was Did I do a good job? Because I just kept going yes. for a while there. No, thank you. Um easy, so, easy for me. So uh tomorrow, Cam Johnson, uh plus five hundred, five threes. Saucy. Oh, oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Hmm. I was going to talk about trades, but I feel like we got something else to, to talk about now. Okay. And we're just going to um, do one bet? That seems No, lame. no, of course not. Of course not. Of course. Come on, dude. I'm, I'm going to do... What are I doing? <laughs> you don't have anything lined up? Five Eight. threes. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to do um oh give me Mikhail assist what they got. Wait, no, hold on. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me see what the odds are there. Dude, some sometimes fucking Fandle pisses me off. These bullshit odds. 
What do you think about that, Jake? Um, you know, I don't use FanDuel. So. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait, hey, is betting legal in McKell- Iowa? Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. Farm, farmers have to cash in somehow. They don't have fucking laws out there. There's just corn and shit. You know? Exactly. Haven't you ever seen Children of the Corn? We make our own laws. Oh, dude, fuck that. that that's a scary movie. <laughs> um, it is a, that's a good one. I like it. Uh, so, Mikel, six plus assists, plus 230. Don't like it. Ooh. Hold on. Or you can go, or you can or, go uh, over four and a half, plus 116. I mean, I feel like I'm we going, always get fucked by like one, dude. I'm going six. <sighs> Parlaying it. Me too. Parlaying it with the Cam Johnson threes. Yeah. What's that paying, What's that paying Daniel? That sounds like a. That's a plus 1600, but I feel like we need one more. We need one more leg. You can't do two legs, dude. You need a tripod at least. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, oh, man, I, dude. Fucking Fanduel. DA I would say nothing with plus one thirty-five. Yeah, see, I would say DA is going to struggle because uh, isn't Clint Capella going to play? Clint, yeah, I was just going to say that's that's what's worrying. That's why it's worrying me about taking that. The other one I was <laughs> looking at, honestly, but I don't like to do it because I hate. Oh, God, no, I'm not. No, 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 we're not doing that. Ooh, yeah, just, I like this. Just Hold since on. that uh, Aiden against it. Gobert game. Uh, I have it. I have it. I have it. Chris Paul, three threes plus 230. There you go. That's going to be a uh, – that'll be saucy. Dude, that's uh, plus 5,700. 5, no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, what do they got for Damian Lee hitting threes? That's probably not up yet on FanDuel. Yeah, no, it's definitely not up. And also, um, yeah, no, also uh, he's banned. So we he's don't, banned? We don't, he, he's you don't talk about him? No, yes. Just betting-wise, just betting-wise. Is he? Uh, okay. Too many heartbreaks? I, I'm just thinking because uh, Murray will probably take on Paul, right? And I could see them trying to hide Trey Young on uh, Lee. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. So, Dan, is that bet in? Is that what you're doing? Or is there more? Are you going to hold on to it and look at uh, – are we going to move on, stop talking about this, and talk about the Suns more? Let's talk about the Suns more. Hey, yes. <laughs> so when we were talking about – when we were talking – I don't know what just happened. Like, I feel like there was a lot of chatter as of late about, you know, Mikhail and, and, and not to – continue to talk about Mikhail, but look, man, the guy deserves it, right? We talk about books so much on the show. And in fact, I want to talk about book club, but you, you know, let me really quick chime in. Do you see the court his the, the, the new Devin Booker court, like that. Oh yeah. Had out there on the, in the West Valley. I think looks oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Just want it's to out of my head. It is. Well, it's like, are you, is it that far out? Like that's far. Yeah. It's like, I don't know uh, if he would not, have built it back. I don't think he would not, have built not, it that close. Not that, he, not that far out, like 15 he, minutes. Yeah, dude. I don't think I don't think Book would have built it that close to LA. Hey, dude. You should because <laughs> you live like really far out there. Like really far. I know, I know. Really I know. Far. That's, yeah, anyway, that's anyway. enough. 
Mm. <laughs> Enough from you. Enough from you. <laughs> um. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Can Mikhail be like a legit number two? Uh, no. Still no? Absolutely not. No. Sure. What's he missing? Everything. Like, who's the legit number two? Who does number two work for? <laughs> Jalen Brown. He got that one. Jalen Brown. Okay. Anthony Davis. No, what do you no, what why? 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 Why, Jake? What are you doing? <laughs> you're you're a guest on here, man. That's not cool. Why would you Paul George? Better? Sure. Okay. Davis. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You know, Jake. Last time, last time, one more, one more like that. You're out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, I meant um, who's a legitimate number two? Jakob Pearl. I feel like you. Okay, that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) That that guy's got to be super not offensive. so, So we're pretty quickly off of the. Off the Mikhail's not that guy or can't be like a, a legit number two. We don't need to delve into that further. Yeah, maybe I, I wouldn't. He, I'm saying he can't be might be a stretch because like he, I he can absolutely get better at other things, but it, is is it likely? No. Okay, that actually makes me feel a little better because I I just didn't feel like getting into a debate. Believe it or not, <laughs> but I. Oh wow, I, you. I feel, you know, look, man, I'm, I, it's been a long day. I'm kind of tired. <laughs> Jake keeps saying shit that, like, throws me off, like, Anthony Davis. Who the fuck <laughs> says that on a Phoenix Suns podcast? Who? Who? Oh, let me let me ask you guys the uh, the Bill Walton question uh, or statement that he brought up. Oh, uh, no, Suns no, game. Wait, no, dude, not uh, again. Yeah. Dan, Dan. No. No. Bill just, Walton was involved. You just yeah. ignore this? <laughs> no, he, he said that the next bridge that they build in Phoenix is going to be called Mikhail. Mikhail Bridge. Oh. Hey, wait. So how do you guys feel about the Mikhail bow? That shit was that like, you know, it's one of those things where like when the first initial time you hear it, you just laugh because you're like, it's fucking funny. <laughs> but then like after you're like, that's kind of dumb, but whatever, you know. Oh, I, feel like I feel like that's a good description of it because I, you exactly did. You're like, huh. You go, oh, that's <laughs> kind of corny, but like not, it's, it's, it's almost like 
so corny it it's it like doesn't matter it's kind of funny again like it comes full circle yeah right right god they're what can't these guys do it's amazing what do you think about it jake careful well it's like it's like love which is like a circle you know it's not like a square which you know comes to a point comes so you, you're not going to have a point is that what you're saying I thought you were just going to drop stressed. a straight. I thought you were going to straight drop Anthony Davis on us. <laughs> Anthony uh, he Davis. Went, he went Rob Schneider instead. Thank you. Yes. What's that from? Uh, I now Ooh. pronounce it Chuck and Larry. That's right. Oh. Good job. When is that? Because it's a. Session. But you haven't seen Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh. Trades. Do we want to talk about trades? Let's yeah. talk about trades. Let's fucking do it, dude. Dan's excited. Do you want? Do you want me to just? Do you want to just talk about whatever's on your mind, no. there, buddy? Oh no, let's let's let's, I, I, let's let's bounce it off each other. We got this. Okay. Well, you were very enthusiastic. I don't know. Do you have anything in particular? Because I was just gonna pull out a couple names that I keep popping up and wondering I, if fucking give it to me, dude. Let's hear it, Anthony. I'm, I'm, I'm Kessler. I'm, I'm, go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk away. Anthony um, Tolliver. Pascal Siakam. I doubt that would happen, but I would that I would be so for it. You would be so for it. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Jake, how do you feel about that? Mm. Yeah, not about how Dan feels about <clears throat> it, but about Pascal Siakam, of course, is what I mean. Yeah. No, I love uh, I love Siakam. Um, I always think of how uh, it was NBA 2K used to have Shaquille say his name, Pascal Siakam. Uh, no, I think he'd be a great fit in this uh, roster. But I did hear a little bit more uh, in the rumor mill today from, is it OG Ananobi? It is. That is Could a name. Be a fascinating, fascinating fit. I'll trade um, Dario and Landry Shamit in two firsts. And, uh, you know, Toronto Toronto wants to blow so, things up. I told this to so the Aussies. Hey, Dan, Toronto wants Dan, to blow it up. do you remember when I said I had a list? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Jake, can I get back to my list? Uh, <laughs> is he on the list? Of he he had, fucking list yes, <laughs> let me naturally transition. Let me naturally transition. <laughs> Are we? We're just done talking about Siakam after like forty-four yeah. seconds. Yeah, dude, you're like, look, you're like, dude, you're like, look, yeah, bro, for him, but bro. let me tell you about OG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that was literally what you did. It's more realistic, hey, I feel. You know? Hey, hey, hottest Suns podcasting free agent. Maybe <laughs> there's a reason, bro. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, and you can come on this show whenever you want. Be quite you know, honest. The, the, this, the most hurtful thing was when Saul said he didn't even know who I was <laughs> on uh, the Aussie Suns pod, and I was like, "Nice." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Here's what I'll say: I remember him saying that, and I don't remember the Aussie Suns pod guys particularly coming to your defense. Did they? I thought they did a pretty good job. They're like, oh. Oh, that comes from Fallen know. Founder. He's the hottest free agent in the Phoenix Suns podcaster. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> they good said to, that. Good, good to know because because when when Saul ridiculed JT's wings and 
ridiculed me for coming up with the idea of going there, which, by the way, that place is phenomenal and does have award-winning wings. Yes, Those are that, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I'd... Hold on. Let's hold on. They, they said nothing. What so I, dude, I, 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 I texted Gavin and those guys, like, I was like, hey, thanks a lot for fucking saying something, guys. And they're actually like, oh, so I'm like, you guys, I don't give a fuck. I'm just kidding. Like, I, I don't give a shit. Anyway, sidetrack. Free agent. Ask Kelsey Ackham. Ask Kelsey Ackham. How do you feel about him? No. Okay. I want. I want to. I want to step back before we move on to the next player on my list, who may or may not be OG Ananobi. And I'm intrigued by how intrigued you guys are by him because I want to know what context that's in. Meaning, if you're intrigued by. Pascal Siakam, how is he getting here? What's the trade? Or maybe Jake wasn't intrigued because Dan was obviously very intrigued. Maybe I was just so taken by his intriguedness. But anyway. Um, Pascal Siakam. I would trade. Maybe I mean, Come on over Bring him, bring him over. That's it. <laughs> right? Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, come here. Uh, no, but uh, I, I mean, I would trade. Uh, let's put it this way. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, OG and Pascal and three first-round picks. Pascal Siakam, I would, three, I would trade three first-round picks for. You would? I would. Like three, three first-round picks and what? I, I don't, the and is the big part. Uh, I don't know, Dario, Jay, and you're talking, you're just talking filler. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are saying you would want, or Jake, did you say you would want him or not? If yeah. I could. So it looks like my quick math, uh, Dario, Jay, and Landry, and three firsts for either one of them. I would pull the trigger on that as well. I would obviously want to do two first. How was that uh, math? The three uh, draft picks. So, oh, so I mean, so for OG, the trade works financially. Financially, yeah, for salary matching. So for Pascal, you'd need uh, Jay, Dario, and Landry. For OG, you would be able to keep Jay Crowder and make him go into a different trade uh, and then leave it to Dario and Landry, for example, uh, with uh, first round picks to get OG, which again, and here's my theory on this because all we've heard is Fred Van Fleet. Gary Trent Jr., OG, Pascal, Toronto's willing to entertain offers on all of them. They're not going to be able to get Minnesota Timberwolf-type trades for all these guys. And so I think filler, if they're looking to blow it up, two firsts and filler is not a bad thing to consider for each one of these guys. I think I, I think I, I don't understand why they would just give these guys up for nothing effectively. That's if you could net eight first round draft picks and build that around Scotty Barnes and clear a lot of cap space at the same time. Hold on, eight. Hold on. So, do, do we do we realistically think that teams are going to throw first round draft picks at them for these guys? Of course not. Yeah. It's right now. 
right now it's like, a, it's a, it, it's a game of chicken. Who's going to blink first? That's what's mm-hmm. going on right now. Okay, so I I'm, okay. I, I guess I guess I don't hate the idea of of well, well Pascal Siakam's not not going to happen, right? I mean, right. Yeah. We don't need to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm I don't know that I really like the idea of well, let's talk about the next guy on the list. OG Ananobi. Hey Jake, what do you think about him? I'm kind of over him. Uh, <laughs> Who put him on the list? Okay. I tell you what. Do you have a list that we could go to the next guy? Um, no. I, I, so does he? Is he able to play like the four position? I guess I haven't watched enough Toronto no. basketball. I mean, okay. I guess in theory, but he's like six seven, right? Yeah, That's taller than Jay Crowder was. It is. He's a nah, he's a thicker metal. I, yeah. I don't think, yeah. I Meat don't think, bones. isn't Jay Crowder like 6'8"? No? He's an I think he's taller. like 6'6", six, 6'5". Six, six, oh, he's 6'6", but he's 235 also. Okay. He's a thick boy. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but go but, on. So basically, could, could we play Mikhail and OG and Aiden, Paul, and Booker together? Could that be the starting five? Yes, and it would be glorious. Okay. Hold on. Okay, tell me tell me I'm crazy here. OG and Anobi's list at 6'7", 232, and Jay Crowder's 6'6", 235. Does that seem right to you guys? Because then yeah. I take back everything I've said. Yeah, sounds about right. Hmm. OG and Anobi's a thick dude, too, like. Maybe I hmm. anyway. It's all so that maple back. syrup in Canada. Son of a bitch. Get DA some of that. Were <laughs> <laughs> you done? I was too busy being flabbergasted at my lack of knowledge about OG Ananobi's general height and circumference. Yes. No. <laughs> what is happening right now dude i asked a question right daniel did i ask a question um, no yeah okay i thought i thought i don't know if jake had finished but no dude here's the thing with og no i was asking him he was done that's what i was trying to guess okay. was, well, he was, say talking, was he maple that's syrup and pancakes that's why I was just sitting here I'm like <laughs> nope everybody's staring at me like i'm supposed to do something haven't I done enough here already? <laughs> I feel like I have. I, I'm finished with OG. I think he'd be a great pickup. I think he it's more realistic than Pascal. And and I totally agree with Dan that it's everyone's making a good offer. It's not a great offer. And I think Toronto is going to blink at some point here before the trade deadline because they're going to get offers for Van Fleet. Gary Trent, Pascal, and uh, an OG, and they'll have to decide how many uh, guys do they want to deal. <clears throat> and they could they could pocket a lot, but it, it, they're they're going to lose opportunities because nobody's going to do these overwhelming, you know, Rudy Gobert trades for them, especially midseason. I'm sorry, there's no way there's no way that like Pascal, there excuse me, OG and J weigh anywhere near the same. I'm sorry. There's just no way. There's no fucking way. That's bullshit. That's impossible. Um anyway, 
Can I also ask, why do people think that Siakam's like, people that complain about DA being inconsistent and that also like talk about Siakam, like wanting Siakam has, have you guys looked at like his box scores, his performances? Dude, that guy is all over the map. Oh yeah, I know. I know we're past him. I just wanted to throw that out there. That is all. It's kind of like when everybody kept bringing up uh, Julius Randle. Granted, he's playing out of his mind right now, but or Jordan Clarkson. I'm starting to. Oh God, I love both those guys. Give me both of them. Both of them. Laurie Markkinen, you know, all star. I'm out. Karis Levert. Dan actually left. He might Paul, not come we're, back. we're ready for you to come back now, Paul. <laughs> I don't know if Dan's going to come back. We should actually finish, and then when he comes back, be like, no, we're actually done. We finished. Yeah, we went through the list. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, that was all that I had on the list. I had another trade on there, but I, 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 I'm not even sure how long we've been going because I didn't put the timer on this record. I think we're close to a time when maybe we should be wrapping up anyway. I don't even know, dude. But hey, how about this? Do you have any other names? I mean, we've got we've got Akum and Ananobi, right? It, oh, oh, we're only else? interested in Raptors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just we're only importing from Canada. That is the only <laughs> place at this juncture. Yeah. I mean, the question becomes who else could theoretically be out there, right? Now, let me look at this. Dame Bright Lillard. Set. Let's 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 tap the brakes a little bit there. <laughs> I was on bright side, right? And Actually, your brother, uh, Zona Hoops, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He he had an article. Did you, guys, did you see this today? Talking about know. potential buy low candidates. Mm-hmm. What, what about, here's the first name on this list. What about John Collins? He's buy low? I don't know. I'm just reading the list, dude. I feel it like... Not a, you know you don't need to think it through too much. No, I just I Maybe don't. I'm an impatient guy. I don't know. I don't get what has happened to the Hawks. Adding more talent, and they seem to be still taking a step backwards. So I don't buy into this. I think John Collins can be had, but I think trying to pluck anyone away from the Hawks is going to cost more than the Raptors would. Yeah. Well, that I, I and John because Collins, I think the Raptors know their ceiling, whereas the Hawks still would think, and I think, think the, got, the association thinks that they still have room to to figure it out. Trey Young and his weird hair are still there, right? right. <laughs> is a his sixty year old man here? It's so bizarre, right? That's like a dirty lollipop. <laughs> oh god, yeah! When, like you drop it on the ground and it's been there for over five seconds. Totally. Oh totally. my god! But I'm down with some John Collins action. I, I know, uh, you know, so, some uh, in Suns Twitter land think it's too much money for too long. And here's, uh, dude, here's the thing. One, one thing I think we should all recognize is something that James Jones said last night during during his little meet and greet or his interview Q and A session at Brightside. 
And that's that he expects this to be a horizontal trade deadline. Now, when he said that, he did not mean horizontal as in there aren't going to be a lot of moves, although Voida said that that's what he said. I don't believe so. He meant that more as in there's not going to be like these big major blockbuster moves that are going to happen where you're going to have major pieces moving around. And the reason he said that happens, or at least one of the reasons, is because of the playing tournament now, right? Because these teams that before might have been in a mo where they're going to be selling and saying they're going to be getting rid of guys suddenly are like, well, maybe we don't want to get rid of as much because we're not completely out of this. So James Jones expects it to be horizontal, but again, we've got Jay out there. A horizontal trade involving Jay Crowder for us is a good, is, is, isn't horizontal because we're going to get a piece added no matter what, because Jay Crowder at the end of the day is still sitting at home and Holy shit. Why are people suddenly, and maybe it's just me. I'm seeing it more. But I feel like I've recently been seeing people question, well, why don't the Suns just stop paying them? He's not coming. And blah, blah. No, you don't. You, for, they've, they've, they've set this up as it is. They're not going to someone's like, no, we're going to change how this operates. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Ishbia shows up and goes, I don't want to pay him. <laughs> yeah, new dude, rule, new owner. Well, well and, I mean, here's the thing. In theory, they, I guess, could. But that doesn't do this team any favors in the eyes of players no right i mean that's one thing that whenever people complain about the whole jay crowder situation and how james jones has handled it blah 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 i feel like he's handled it masterfully because he makes the franchise look fantastic at least as far as i see it fantastic in the eyes of other players yeah they're there's doing a him place a solid where they're, they, they, okay, they're, they're, they're in a, there's a disagreement, but the Suns have said nothing that I think would rightfully draw any ire about it. Jay Crowder said some inflammatory stuff, which is his prerogative, but the Suns have been professional about how it operated, and they're paying the dude because they had a disagreement. I mean, even uh, James Jones said yesterday – professional disagreement he's acted as he even said jay crowder's acted as a professional that's how professional he's being about it because look man i love i still love jay crowder but he's been far from professional about it. i think he's fucking put his foot in his mouth proverbially proverbially figuratively speaking uh you know on a few different occasions um but Ultimately, dude, the Suns, again, I think anybody that looks out there and, and thinks they've, they've handled it wrong in any sort of way, I think it's crazy. Seems kind I mean, of weird, right? Shit, it's not your money. Are you, are you really losing sleep over him getting paid? I'm not. <laughs> I'm happy other teams are going to look at it now. Now, sure, you could take the flip side of like, well, now other players are just going to walk. There's a line for everything, folks. Right. And, you know, the thing is, like you said, Jake Crowder's a well-respected veteran across the league, right? Has been to multiple NBA finals with different teams. And good ball player, right? 
a good dude in the community. Doesn't embarrass anybody. So just LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so people kind of get drawn to him, right? Like he's a fan favorite, you know, when, you know, he played. So of course, maybe it's more of a casual fan as opposed to like us who are recording this at midnight, you know, Two AM for some of us, Jake. Two AM for some of them. Some of us. Um, oh, what? Yeah. No. Oh. oh well, then that's not that impressive. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, t- you guys don't have to worry about me. I'm fine. Um, son of a bitch. What was I saying? He's like, stay, stay. Jay Crowder is a professional, and people are drawn to it. Yeah. So I mean, it, I'm not surprised when people are like, "Oh, is he going to come back?" You know, hey, just bring him back. Or people on Twitter. You know, saying how much they love them, guys. That train is that train left the station a long time ago and came back to pick up other passengers. It's it's gone. It's, it's did it leave Jay? Oh no, because okay, still trains on. Um, yeah, no. I just rambled a bunch of nothing and said nothing, but um, Jay's not coming back, guys. But point being. Any move involving Jay Crowder is necessarily <laughs> is, is not horizontal yeah. because because it's going to add a piece that's going to play, presumably. So, look, the trade deadline is what ten days away, nine days away, depending on when you're yeah. listening. Yeah. Oh, that's coming up later. Well, so, can I ask you guys a question about James? Yeah, and then I think we'll wrap up because I'm pretty sure I've been going for a while, but again, don't have a timer here. <laughs> well, so I know you said that, uh, you know, Suns fans, we're, we're, we, uh, we're so back and forth, right? Um, but uh, I, the more I thought about this, uh, even today, um, to me, this is James Jones's most important deadline, trade deadline since he's been here because of the amount of assets at his you know, it like Disposal. kind of like exactly, um, and uh, and I don't just mean a stock full of you know a pantry full of first round draft picks, but expiring sizable contracts for teams that would love to blow it up and get first, um, and they will take on the Dario's. They would take on Landry might be a bit more of a stretch, but Jay Dario, you've got uh, five plus with Tory Craig, but he's actually earned that uh, and probably even then some with uh, so. I'm okay if we keep him, but if, if nothing happens, if all we get is that Jay Crowder move and bring in uh, a deep bench player, I would have to be a little disappointed with the horizontal trade deadline because the, the, and I understand the challenges with the, the Sarver ownership switch. But it's not horizontal if it's Jay Crowder and you get a bench player that comes back because you get a bench player that you it's don't It's not have horizontal, right but it's also not very vertical. And I, again, I, I'm not saying that we have to go get OG. I think that'd be great. Um, but if we can't turn some of these assets into something – I'll be a little disappointed with uh, the Jonester. And, uh, and I think it was Voida or one of the other Suns podcasters that was discussing this recently that um, they were talking about what has James Jones done? Now you guys actually made a great point about rebuilding the Phoenix Suns reputation as an organization. Um, and especially with terms of, um, you know, player relationships. And that's great. Um, but, you know, drafting Jalen Smith, letting Jalen Smith go, <laughs> 
I love um, how I love how you dismissively go. That's great. Like that's not no, it, it, how it is. fucking Chris Paul ended up here, and well, that's and, not but, how and Jay had Crowder a good ended up here in the first. Chris place. Paul traded himself to Phoenix. To Why did he want? You think you do? You think that James Jones being here had nothing to do with that? I think it was pretty limited because that was a tough contract, and we did need a I'm, point guard. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you think if Ryan McDonough was still the GM of the Suns, Chris Paul would have looked at the organization the same way? Not the same way. I st- I bet you he would have come. I and, don't think so. I'll you even think go he would have said no for McDonough just because even, of McDonough. Hey, honestly, I don't think Devin Booker would still be here if Ryan McDonough was still GM of the Suns. That bad. So what has James Jones done? Yeah. Hmm. Well, here's my thing that with James was, Jones. That was rhetorical. He's done because like, that's a ridiculous thing to ask. He's do, you've done nothing, Derek Zoolander. Nothing. <laughs> do you guys do you guys remember when James Jones got raked over the coals for trading two second round picks to get rid of Josh Jackson? Remember that? Did he really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Bill Simmons said the Sun should be relegated. All this crazy stuff. But that's that was the beginning. Like Josh Jackson, look, did a little bit of a dumbass, you know. He like, had to do what he had to do to get better guidance. Is he even still in the league? Uh, no, he's cool. with the Memphis uh, Memphis. Oh, avoid his team uh, affiliate. Oh wow! Yeah, so like Taylor, Taylor like, Voida. And that's the thing, man. People don't understand. Like moves like that matter. Like. You got to sometimes you got to get you got to trim some of the fat, man. I, I mean, if anybody that out there that's so let's that's go gonna imagine before, like we, you guys can know. We, can we refocus here? I want to get back to Jake's point, and then I want to be done because I'm exhausted and I feel like this has been going for way too long, and I have no idea how I'm going to cut it down. I hate you both. Red Van Fleet is another mm-hmm. name. Yeah. Why? Why did I let you on this episode? That's the question. <laughs> 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 um what move what move what move do you want if Jay for a bench piece isn't enough, but you don't expect them to get OG, which you also call the most realistic possibility? I, I think we need a a high level bench player probably basically uh, a better backup point guard or a starting four no you don't like cam johnson at the starting four huh no well actually but again uh, could you imagine cam coming off the bench again and bombing things away I think that would be great I think that would be a fantastic playoff roster if you bring so in you, an OG but, so so would you say like you legit horizontal even if it's a my whole technical about whether jay crowd or horizontal put that aside okay but if it's not something where there's a what one would call a significant move you think it's a failed deadline 
I think it's a missed opportunity. So, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I, th- this is why you guys invite me on here because I'm not super negative. Um, uh, you know, I, I carry the power of positivity within me as well. And uh, so I would still, you know, I'm still going to be excited for this team. Um, but, you know, we will make the playoffs and um, Jay Crowder won't be with the team. Um, yeah, yeah. And Dario Saric will not be playing meaningful minutes in the playoffs. And, um, are you sure about that? Yeah, I don't agree. With yeah, that. yeah. Uh, and Landry Shamit will Why? not be Hold playing on. meaningful minutes Why? in the playoffs. And uh, so we Hold have on. these contracts. Hold on. <laughs> go okay. Go on. I no, I'm, okay. Hold on. I'm just. We have these contracts. We have these first round draft picks. Let's go out and find somebody that we can know that can either come off the bench and give us 20 minutes a game. Or can play. And again, uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, just a stud. You know, I'm not asking for a superstar, but a quality number four option uh, in the starting lineup. Like, I'm not, it could still be Paul, Booker, Aiton, Bridges. Give me a fifth best player and let's let Cam come off the bench. Or let's keep Cam in the four and get a point guard that doesn't, like, give us all heartburn like Cam Payne can do. I don't think I'm asking for too much to say that that would be a I mean, quality deadline. I I feel like you're asking for a bench player. But okay, but I'm talking about trading right? a Dario and a Jay Crowder and a Landry who really aren't going to play anything for somebody that will play. That's, so now we're actually, talking about trading thirty million dollars. Exactly. Okay, that's 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 a huge that's. Oh, wait a minute, dude. <laughs> that's a that's a much bigger deal than getting a fifth a number five or maybe a a a sixth or seventh guy coming off the bench. Not like sixth or seventh off the bench, but number I six, mean, number seven. Yeah. Uh, OG is I think close to twenty million a year. I think he's eighteen. Um if we could get him for like I said, Dario and a Landry. And then I don't know Jake Crowder for Grayson Allen. I don't know how uh, many. How many? Hold on. How many picks are you giving up in that situation? I'd say two. I, I think they'd bite it too, and I think All that'd right. be solid. two first round picks. Okay, cool. Okay, uh, let's say this, <laughs> uh, the, no, no, no. I'm being, I'm painting a scenario here. Okay, okay. let's say you do I that. Right? I don't think it's really cool, but I'm I'm intrigued. Okay, okay. So <laughs> let's say you do that, right? You go into the summer. Let's say you get bounced out in the second round, Western Conference Finals, NBA Finals, whatever. Summer rolls around. Joel Embiid says, hey, uh, Daryl Morey, I went out. Um, you now have players. You have salary that you can match to bring them here. But guess what? Now you don't have a draft capital. Are you happy with giving up two first-round picks for OG, knowing that you could have had uh, Joel Embiid? Do you think the Suns are – an OG Ananobi away from a guaranteed title enough to take that risk is what I'm asking. Asking a Suns fan if we're ever a guaranteed title is a, is uh, that it's a hard thing to ever answer. But no, I would say it's like you're you're expecting a premium back for an overpay because there's no way in the fucking world that you should be giving, in my humble opinion, that you should realistically give up two first round draft picks. And anything for a guy like OG. I mean, he's a nice would, player, sure. So but. you're saying if some if some team, let's say that's currently 
I don't know where are we at in the playoff seating position right now. Uh, sixth, seventh. seventh. Okay, so who's who's ahead of us? Uh, let's let's rephrase that. Let's say or, a team that is two games out of third. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm just saying a playoff team in general. Um, and they said, you know what? Hey, we will uh, offer you filler salary, uh, expiring contracts, and two firsts for Mikhail Bridges. You're saying, wow, what an overpay. We'll take that. Because I would say OG is as good as Mikhail Bridges. I wouldn't. I Hold on. I wouldn't. You So you would trade Mikhail Bridges for... No, no, no. So what I'm saying, because you're saying that two first and salary filler contracts for OG is too much for OG. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't give that up. But so then, are you saying if a, if another playoff team says, "Hey, we'll give you two first and salary filler to match to get Mikhail," you'd say that's a great trade. Son should take that. Why the fuck? How does this make sense? Because I'm making oh. the comparison that OG and Mikhail are equally talented players. I don't believe that to be strong the case. defensive wings that can shoot the three, create their own shots. So I still, I, I'm still not following you, Dan. Dan you've got to be following, right? Um, kind of, kind of. So you're saying you're basically saying that we're saying they're they're not. It's not worth it. But if somebody told the Suns, "Hey, we'll give you two first, we would take it right away, right? Um, well, that, that that's what I'm implying that Justin's saying is like, oh, you can't give two first and salary filler for OG. He's not worth it. Okay. So if another team says makes the same offer to try and pull Mikhail Bridges from us, Justin would say, oh, they're trying to overpay us. Mik- Absolutely. Mikhail's better than OG. I don't know if he is. I do. Um, <laughs> I call, I, I call, uh, I, I call questionable on that. Dan's thinking, I feel. See, I, I, I just, yeah. Look, I, I, if the Suns, I'll say this, if the Suns trade two first-round picks for OG Ananobi, I will tip my cat to them and say, hey, at least you guys are going for it, right? But if the summer comes, if we don't win a chip this year and the summer comes and Joel Embiid's available, Kevin Durant's available, LeBron James is available, some other players are available and then we can't make that trade. Cause I gave up two first round picks for OG and Obi. I'm, I'm, I won't be upset. Well, I mean, we still have what we have our next 10. I mean, we'd have, you know, the cupboard wouldn't be bare after two. No, no, no. I, I get that. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm saying as far as how many picks you can actually trade. And oh, right. There's type and rule. Yeah, and whether there's protections on those picks, if there's protection, if there's a protection on the pick, then you're really screwed because you have to wait till it conveys. Oh, right, that's right. All right, Justin. Then one first round pick, and I know you're going to hate this, but four second round picks for OG. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> now that now that I know that Rui Hachimura can be had for what was it, two second round picks and Kendrick Nunn. It's three, three second round. Picks. Oh, three second. That's right. Washington's really building. That that that's why that's why the Washington Wizards made one of the most stressful fan bases in the association. They have to get excited about how those three second round picks will develop. They'll be able to get their own like 
Alton Ford. Uh, well, I, I don't understand why we have such a hard on for OG and Anobi. I just don't. I, dude, I, I lockdown don't. defender, perimeter player, young wing. Could you imagine him and Bridges locking fools up in the playoffs? Oh, that's. I was gonna make that point earlier. That's that's my intrigue with it. But at the same time, like, I don't know, man. Would would would, would that be the greatest Suns defensive starting lineup ever? Paul Booker, OG Bridges, Aiton. Oh, probably. That'd be pretty awesome. And it's not. There's not really a weak link offensively. You know, we looked at Jay Crowder last year. He was the weak link offensively. I mean, he shot what sixteen percent in the playoffs. Um, uh, so horrendous for three. You know. Why? Why are you reminding me of this? No, I just just because we're letting them go, and we have to remind ourselves that it's okay. <laughs> All right, so remember when, like, 15 minutes ago, I was like, <laughs> yes, I was hey, waiting for you to say something, bro. But this was such a good topic. Shut up, we're done. Thanks, Jake, for coming on. I'm not Gary Trent Jr. You. You're not allowed to say anything, he's like falling on something on Founder, <laughs> Fall, fallen falling, Founder, falling Tinder. He fell At down. Fallen Tinder. He, he fell down on Tinder. At Fallen Founder on Twitter. Jake, thanks for joining us. I I this is exhausting. Dan <laughs> at Dan Duarte one. Me thanks, at says J podcast at Fan the Flames NBA. We love you all. We love you, Jake. I love you, Daniel Paul. February first, officially right now, <laughs> motherfucker. Come back. <laughs> And until next time, depending on when you're listening, thank you for listening. Have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. You're such a professional.
you like to look five years younger. In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.